Welcome to Pursuing Justice. It's good to have you with us. Our guests today are Jeff and Becky Miller, and they are the parents of Seth Miller, who is the executive director of the Innocence Project of Florida. Um, if you've been following our podcast, the last set of podcasts, I interviewed Seth along with Dean McKee, who is one of our exonerees. But today, as I said um, in another podcast, our theme is philanthropy and giving back to our community. And so I decided to invite Jeff and Becky on the show to talk about philanthropy from their perspective and their connection, of course, to the Innocence Project of Florida. So welcome to you both. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. It's You're a pleasure very, to be here. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. So given our theme is philanthropy today, if you would tell our listeners about um, your connection to the Innocence Project of Florida. Well, it's, it's really a very, very interesting connection. Uh, as you know, our son is the uh, executive uh, director of the uh, project. And uh, so we are extremely involved because we support him and we support the project. Uh, but we have another connection. Um, our daughter did an internship there when she was in law school. So we are vitally connected to the project. Right. Um, what you may not know is that she also sits on the board of the newly formed um, Innocence Project of Delaware. Oh, that's so, so interesting. How old is that project in Delaware? Very new. It's very new. They're in the process now of hiring an executive director. Oh. So it, it is brand new. They don't and even have an executive director yet. Yeah. Wow. Actually, she is doing the hiring. She is interviewing now. Hmm. And she's the one who is tasked with hiring the executive director. What a great job. <laughs> that, that's very exciting. And Delaware, Delaware is one of our smallest states. So this uh, project uh, is just going to be uh, Delaware, no other state, correct? No. Exactly. No, because the surrounding states all have, all their, have own their own projects. Oh, I see. All right. All right. Very okay. Pennsylvania has two different projects. Yeah. And Julie was very lucky because, our daughter Julie, because she uh tried to get two federal grants and her brother Seth said it would be very difficult and she actually got both grants. She's very good grant writer. So they, they have a good start. <laughs> yes, they have an That's excellent good. start. Yeah, getting a grant is I think it's a special skill to be yeah. able yes. to get a grant. Yeah. Um, that's well wonderful. that's what she does. That's what she does. <laughs> For the state of Delaware. She writes grants. Yeah, and she's that. a planner. So she uh she does very good work. <laughs> All right. And and how would how influential would you say you were when it came to Seth's decision to well, I guess even before he became part of the Innocence Project of Florida to pursue the law as his career? 
he always wanted to do that. That was something, even as a small child, that he really wanted to do. He always talked about being an attorney. Yes. Um, what, I'm not going to say the instance project was what he thought of as a child, but, but going to Florida State University and the connections he made there, um, he, he really fell in love with working at the project. He um, actually, as a student, he wrote the first brief in Florida um, that got the first person out of prison. I don't think I knew that. Yes. Do you remember who that was? Who, who, uh, um, I, I don't. I'm trying to remember the name. I, I mm. can't recall right now. Seth would certainly remember. Yeah. Yeah, but it was very exciting for him, and he was bitten. <laughs> he was passionate about it, and they actually remembered him mm. and offered him a position. Yeah, well, he had left Later, he after, left. after graduation and after his wife graduated from law school, they moved to Washington, D.C., and they had he, positions there. And then he, he worked for the American Bar Association right. for, and you're going to, you may find this interesting. I don't know if you know this. He worked um, for the, um, on the death penalty, penalty moratorium project. Oh, my so, God. He helped write it. Yeah, but one day. Yes. When they contacted him, um, he, Come back. He, he knew that was his dream job. He knew. That was his dream job, and he mm -hmm. came back. He got it. Now, what was, what was your philosophy? I mentioned um, in the podcast last week that I believe that children grow up wanting to give back to their communities or volunteer in some way because that's what they have learned as children because they see it. Either they see it with parents or a parent volunteers with a child together and shows them what is possible. So could you tell us your philosophy in raising, you have three children, raising yeah. your children regarding giving back to their community. I, I agree completely. First of all, I think it begins with activism. And I believe that children have to be taught how to give back. We did this very, very early. Um, Seth went to his first march, actually, when he was five years old. <clears throat> and he went to an international march in Washington at five years old and held Teddy Kennedy's hand. Oh, yeah, no. it was very special. He never forgot that. And, and this march was to free Soviet Jewry. Yes. And, and, and there were millions of people there. And it was very exciting for him. He was five years old. He never forgot that. Um, it was very, very special. But more importantly, every single weekend, we volunteered from the time the kids were Very about little. two, mm -hmm. we volunteered at, at nursing homes, and we gave back. What did you do and, at the nursing um, Well, we did services. Oh, yeah, we Sabbath services? Um, we volunteered doing services that the kids would do. They would give out the books. They would oh. help with meals. They would. We did this every Saturday afternoon. 
and and besides that, we always volunteered at Christmas at, at Christmas, working at food banks and always. places like that. So the kids knew from a very young age this was very important. You had to give back to society. Absolutely, it was extremely important to do that. It's and a the matter fact that, of the why. fact that you did it with them. Um, yeah, oh, very it made important. All the difference. You didn't send them. You went with them. No. No, it was a family. No, no. And, and they watched us. They watched us do this. And we, we were volunteers. I mean, not only did we volunteer at a congregation, but I, I volunteered, and, and they watched us volunteer, and they watched their grandparents volunteer. Yeah, and actually, my father, in retirement, uh, received the volunteer of the uh, volunteer of the year award from the state of Florida for the entire state. So they saw, they knew that he was, went into the schools and he helped underprivileged kids to help them Absolutely. read. Um, he, he did a lot of different things. So they really saw that. It was something that was ingrained. It was something that was important. You know, this is something that I taught in the schools. Um, I started a program for the state of Pennsylvania that won a national award. And every student in the state of Pennsylvania had to volunteer or they didn't graduate. That's great. I, I didn't uh, mention uh, what you both, uh, you both retired now, uh, but uh, yeah. Becky, what, what did you do? Uh, what was your line of work? I, I taught. I, I taught uh, high school English and I taught graduate um classes as well. I taught graduate writing classes. And Jeff? So. I am I'm, I'm, I'm an accountant. I'm retired, but I still uh, try to get involved. And actually, I'm uh, in the process of contacting the United Way of Suncoast because I would like to uh, help lower income people with preparing their income tax returns. Mm. Oh, that's terrific. So we're still working. <laughs> still, still volunteering. Still volunteering. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, where you you gave that philosophy to your children, but where did that philosophy come from when you were very, very young? Well, it wasn't difficult. Um, my parents um, were Holocaust survivors. And I was born in displaced persons camp in Germany. I remember what it was like to be cold and hungry. Mm -hmm. So I was raised with a real sense of giving back. We were very happy to be in America. <laughs> and so I was taught that you had a sense of gratitude and you gave back. And I tried to instill that as did Jeff, mm -hmm. in our children. Absolutely. And, and as I said, you know, my father and mother did a lot of volunteering mm -hmm. at different yeah. organizations, and, and they knew that was important and raised us the same way as we're raising our children. Right. right. And that's, that, that's what I'm saying, that I think it, it is taught by example. That, that doesn't mean, though, that you can't learn this kind of lesson if no one uh, placed it in your life or no one no one was a good example. I, I still think it can be taught. And I uh, you mentioned 
can be taught. Oh, I think so. You mentioned the idea that you started a program where the uh, kids in Pennsylvania were required to yes. uh, do some volunteer work. And I think maybe um, sometimes kids resent that, that they have to do it. But I think that if you don't expose them to it, then, and if no one else has either, then there's a missed opportunity there. So that's... But, that's but Harry, not if they have ownership. Not if they decide what they want to do. That's true. Did the kids in Pennsylvania make their own decisions as to what yes, kind of did. volunteer work? Oh, I see. Yes. I see. And what were some Total of the Total ownership. And okay. that's the key. Yeah, I agree. They make the decisions. They have ownership. They are invested. Right. Instead of being told, what were some of the uh, the volunteer jobs or uh, the volunteer work they got involved with uh, the students that you mentioned? Um, I I had I had a student who volunteered at a um, <laughs> at Lehigh University at a um, primate lab. Oh. That's very important. And what she did was she actually developed an entire lab for primates. That was incredible. What, what was the goal? Scholarship. Yeah. What, what, what actually was, was she trying to do? That? Excuse me? What, did, what was she trying to do uh, with the primate She was lab? trying to develop... A, a whole set of um, of labs and 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 you know ways that that primates could relate to humans. Oh, wow! Mm. This is a high school student. And, and in another case, we can talk about our other son that we haven't mentioned. That's um, right. <laughs> when he was 15 years old in high school. What he did, he actually volunteered to go to Bulgaria when the Iron Curtain came down, oh. and he went there. He was one of the first first people into Bulgaria. That's right. 15 years old. Mm. And he went there, and it really was, uh, Bulgaria still had... They were still fighting. Um, a, ...a group of elderly Jewish women and men, and men. who have not had an opportunity to practice the religion in many, many years. And Sean, along with a few other people. There were seven of them. Seven went and they helped celebrate Passover with them. Mm. And it, it, was, very it was very special because they haven't yeah. done that in many, many years. Many years. Well, he took, he took um, mezuzahs, he hung mezuzahs, he took prayer books. They hadn't had that. Did he go with a group? Um, it was actually with B'nai B'rith, but there were only oh. seven internationally. That were chosen. Who, who were chosen, who went. And he went from the State Department. Mm, that's incredible. How long was he in Bulgaria? Uh, he was there for three weeks. And, and um, what, did, what did he take from that experience? What did he share when he came back with you? Well, he, he spoke quite a bit. He went around the country speaking, and he spoke quite a bit. And it, it actually taught him to be a leader, and he hmm. is quite a leader today. 
And what and does he do today? <laughs> he is at the Director of Development and Student Affairs for the Honors College of Penn State University. Mm, wonderful. So his background really taught him to be a leader where he can go out and speak to people. Um, he also, his volunteerism, he's uh, on the board of his synagogue, and he's also very involved in the Federation, Jewish Federation. Jewish Federation. He also, he's also the head of, he's the advisor yes. to a student philanthropy. Oh. which I think is very interesting because Penn State has one of the largest student philanthropies in the country. They run an incredible student philanthropy. What, tell me what that is. Uh, what, what is that student they, philanthropy? They call it FON, which is a dance marathon. Um, but what they do is they raise money for the cancer hospital at Hershey Medical Children. Center. Yeah, oh. Children's Cancer. Center. They um, built a children's cancer hospital. And um, to date, they uh, raised over $100 million. Yes. Mm. All students, all students run. So That's 100% of what they receive goes to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And they, they built, help build the hospital. They fund doctors. Um, it, it's excellent. And, mm. and that hospital has an excellent reputation. Yeah, that's that's great. So there, all all of your children have their hands in something that Absolutely. changes lives, right? Absolutely. And all three of our kids were involved in that. So they all dance. It's a forty-eight-hour well, dance marathon. Oh, I see. Okay. Where they're literally on their feet. Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure how I how they do that, but they're young, right? It's really incredible to watch. I, have, really to, I have to agree with you, Harry. Yes, I don't think I could. In fact, no. I know I can't do it. Right. But they did it. That's terrific. In fact, right. Julie danced twice. Yeah. She did it twice. Peter Brothers. <laughs> All right. So um, I we're coming down to the end of our podcast here, but I wanted you to tell us um, any experiences that you personally have had with exonerees uh, that the Innocence Project of Florida has helped to uh, get out of prison. Have, have you met some of them and what's that been like for you? Oh, it's been amazing. Uh, just this weekend, we were at the opening of Dean McKee's um, you know, tattoo parlor. He just opened up a wonderful business in Largo. At, in Largo, Florida. And we were there and we've never been so proud mm. as we were seen. That's he, exciting. It, it was incredibly exciting. Was there a and good to turnout? See, to see him stand on his own two feet, to see him entrepreneurial, to see him just, we were just so proud of him. It was unbelievable. And it's such an incredible business. Yeah, we were right. very proud of him. And we know James Bain very well. We do. Um, James has spent many a night at our oh. home here in Florida and our home in Pennsylvania when we lived there um, because he had the opportunity to speak 
in Pennsylvania. He had the opportunity to ring the Liberty Bell, and our house was always open for them to stay at our house. So, so it's it, it both here and there. So, so it was a wonderful. I, I would say we know James Bain and Dean McKean the best. Yes. We have met other exonerees, but we have not been in, involved with them. Mm-hmm. As we are with the two of them. And, um, and James. Fact, James, and, and as well you know, James is incredible and speaks every chance he gets. James met my mother, who was a Holocaust survivor, spoke, spent all night speaking to her, and mm-hmm. was so impressed in speaking to my mother that when a film crew did a documentary on his life, and a German film, crew. a German film crew, and um, he and Seth went to Germany to film this. He wanted to see a concentration camp. Oh, I didn't. Yes, know that. that's incredible. It's really and, is. and they went. They went to Dacha, which is a bit sanitized. But he was so impressed by this, and so that really fills my heart. Well, I yeah. think. I think what what excites me is their thirst for learning. Absolutely. Uh, you know, they that's something they didn't get, and their eyes are always wide open, and they want to learn and learn and learn, and which is amazing. When when you say um, thirst for learning, they you mean the exonerees? Is that who yes. you're referring yes. to? They yes. want to experience life. Yes. yes. Oh, so many, so many years have gone. Um, tell us, uh, I know I've mentioned James before, but how long was he uh, behind bars for a crime he didn't commit? 35 years. Right, right. He's one, one of the longest. Um, I have yet to uh, ask him to come on the podcast, and I, I, will, I will do that. But you mentioned Dean McKee. And uh, he was on uh, several weeks back uh, with his fiance and with your son, of course. So I hope uh, listeners um, tuned into his interview. And he did mention his tattoo shop and that he was very excited about the official opening of the. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful, yeah. really excellent. And I think what what means a great deal to many of our exonerees at the Innocence Project of Florida is the support that comes not just in their release from prison. It doesn't stop or end there, that it it keeps going, that it's like family, that, you know, there is a constant source of support of whatever is going on in their lives. And I, I think that that means so much to them that we we all care so much. That's that's very lovely that you were you were there for his opening. Um, it's a passion. And w- tell us if you can a little bit about uh, the shop itself because you know I, I don't really know much about tattoo shops. <laughs> well, you know it's it's really quite lovely. I didn't know what to expect. I, yeah. I you know I'm not, what do I know about tattoo shops? And, you know, but it, it's lovely. It's really very tasteful. Yeah, the store was a delicatessen before. <laughs> and, and Dean did all the work. Himself. Oh. He built things. And, he and painted it. And it is so lovely. Yeah, it is very appealing. serene. Mm-hmm. 
Very serene. Oh, I'd yes. love to see it. I would love to see it. And he's very artistic. Extremely. Incredibly. All the artwork in there, and there's quite a bit of artwork, he painted himself. Well, didn't I remember a picture of him with a mural that he painted in the prison mm -hmm. he was at, and it was yes. just stunningly beautiful. Yeah, so he, it he's is. got it, the, talent. The work in there is beautiful. He's, he's extremely oh, that's talented. great. That is great. Well, we are coming to the end of our, our time together. It has been wonderful to have you both on the show today. And I, I wish you well um, and all the wonderful things that you have, have done, and mostly in terms of, of giving to your children this philosophy that obviously has stayed with them and will continue to for a lifetime. Uh, that is uh, well, that is a great you. great blessing. And thank you for all that you're doing and all that you do. You're very very welcome. So, listeners, if once again, if you would like to share your thoughts or ideas, um, reaction to anything that we talk about, please reach out to me at pursuing justice five at gmail dot com and tune in uh, to our Next podcast, we will have a, uh, a lawyer who has been very, very generous to the Innocence Project of Florida. Thank you both, Becky and Jeff Miller, Thank for joining you, us Harriet. today. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.